Where do we want to start? So I feel like even though it's been exhausted quite a bit, being that there's yet another chapter to the Wilson Contreras saga, we have to go there first. Like we're talking this morning, like, all right, should we go Dodgers Padres? Should we go Yanks Rays? Both of those series were really interesting. Do we go over Harper fighting with Larry's cousin, Jake Bird? But no, forget all of that because Wilson Contreras is back because the Cardinals said, you know what? We're taking him off the catcher position. And then I, I caught this from our friend Katie Wu over the weekend who works for The Athletic. So this was on the 13th. This show's on the 15th. So that was Saturday, okay? Wilson Contreras will catch Jack Flaherty on Monday, May 15th. It's going down. I'm like, wait, what? I thought he got demoted 10 days ago. It was that quick? I thought that they were talking about a long-term. I thought they were too. See you down at DH. Outfield? And he was like, no. <laughs> okay, just DH. And now he's back, and he's catching the guy who's been struggling, who called him out. Oh, this is just a beautiful soap opera. It just doesn't make any sense because it was so quick. They, they, did, they did this whole thing about, oh, he can't catch. And then if you read his quotes, he, he says, I didn't change anything. I didn't do anything different. I'm still just doing the same stuff. Maybe they said saw something in my body language? What? What body language? Is it you're DHing and not catching? <laughs> I don't understand how you can go from – DH, out, oh, outfield or DH, and then they're like, eh, no outfield, just DH. Then the guy who basically said he didn't want him to catch, Flaherty, without saying it, he's like, oh, he's got to change all these things. We're making stupid pitches. We're doing all these things. To now, Monday, he's catching Jack Flaherty? I want to see how that goes. This is must-see TV. It is. Because if Flaherty does great, I'm Wilson Contreras. I'm like, eh, you were wrong. I was right. <laughs> And if, it, and if it goes the other way, Jack Flaherty's like, see, I told you guys he wasn't good. Get him out of here. So it's going to be interesting to see who wins in this kind of little fight that's going on in St. Louis right now. I don't, I don't know who the fight is against. If it's, if it, if, I mean, I don't even know if Wilson knows. Like, based on his, his comments, like, I, hey, like, what did you work on, Wilson? I don't know. Like. I didn't hit this week, so maybe they saw how I didn't hit, and so they're like, ah, we got to put you back a catcher because someone else can hit in DH. The point is, the Cardinals are winning without him catching. So it feels like the Cardinals may have made the right decision, and now they're like, no, 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 we got this. We got this. So I, there's so much speculation here by me, like thinking, you know, did they come up with a new, you know, is, is – Flaherty now going to have the pitch com on his wrist and call his own game is somebody from the dugout calling the game. You know, what, what did they, what did they change? Or is this just going to be like a, Oh, well our backup catcher, Wilson Contreras is going to, he's going to catch today. Like, I, I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on. There's so many layers to this because number one, I thought about Ali Marmol being all CIA with us a week and a half ago. Like we have a plan I know it's not going to make sense, and I'm not going to tell you anything he was right about, about it. That part. He was right about that. It doesn't part. make any sense. Make any sense? He wasn't lying about that. You're right, <laughs> but it's acting as if this is the most complicated profession in the world. It's not going to make sense. You wouldn't understand. I can't explain anything. But there's a plan. Trust me. Our best brains behind the scenes are figuring this all out. And then Wilson in front of the in front of the cameras. I, I didn't change anything. They just. Want me to catch again on Monday? It's just, it's <laughs> his just answers were the best. He's like, I don't know what I did. <laughs> right. He's literally, literally, Nothing. his quote was, "I don't know what I did different. I'm doing the same stuff." And and he, I don't think he's going to be doing anything differently. I think they probably just cleared the air that someone called him out. They tried to use him as a scapegoat. Also, best part too is now they're winning again. They've won six of seven. They just swept the Red Sox. They had some late inning magic. Their offense is doing what they're supposed to be well, doing Arnato now, too. Arnado started hitting. Arnado started hitting, which is huge. Nolan Gorman's good. They need to keep playing him consistently, even, I would say, potentially against lefties and righties. Um, so, for me, I think St. Louis, just like we were talking about the whole time, they're not a bad team. They're actually a good team if they can get out of their own way. They would just stop talking to the media. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop keep talking, talking to the media. Keep talking. Keep talking. We love it. Yeah, we love it, but God, I, uh, it just – the cardinal way, right? So you, they always say, "Oh, we got the card." What is the card? What's the cardinal way? What Don't is ask it? Zach Allen. Zach Allen got traded for missing workouts. Apparently, I mean, according to him, which is amazing. But what is the cardinal way? Is it 
running to the media and throwing guys under the bus left and right because they've done that a couple times this year. Uh, I don't know. To me, it would have made more sense, Krause. Maybe I'm way off on this. Give him Adam Wainwright to catch the first time back because you know what? Wainwright's going to call his own game anyways. Give him, you know, he can he can go to Wilson Contreras, Wainwright, and say, hey, I'm going to throw 82 curveballs today in a row. And we're just going to go with that. And, wait, and Wilson can go, okay, two, 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 right? Give give him someone that is a veteran guy that knows where he stands. And not that Jack Flaherty is a young guy, but he's also struggled this year. So you don't, are you throwing him back into Excuseville if he pitches bad again? Oh, man, I pitched bad. Wilson was catching me. Now he's going to say no, it didn't have anything to do with it because now he has to. But deep down, there's a little thought in his mind going, why are they giving me Wilson Contreras again? That – I completely agree. I completely agree, except for the fact that I don't think this is the players. I don't think – like, I think it's getting blown out of proportion to – with Wilson, with Jack. Listen, pitchers are going to – like, Jack had a a bad outing where he didn't – I guess it wasn't an awful outing, but he walked a bunch of guys. Like, this is – you know, that happens. To me, this is, like, more front office slash team prep guys. Like – what 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 are we doing? Because the Cardinal way was never I don't I don't remember anybody throwing anybody under the bus. You know, I heard some some meh things about Schilt, but it always for the most part stayed in the organization. Now it's Ollie just constantly saying things. Sometimes he's like, "Yeah, what do you want? Just bleh, just diarrhea of the mouth. Everything that you need to know." And then other times, <laughs> I can't tell you everything. Like, it's like, what is it? You just don't know what to expect. But what you can expect is Arenado hitting three dingers Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in in Boston. Like, this is – all that all this stuff would have been washed away if the offense would have been doing what they're doing. And you know what? Just let Wilson – just let Wilson be. He'll just automatically start getting better, getting to know these pitchers. But you made it a story when you didn't need to. So – Ever since that Clayton Kershaw meme meme of him fake crying, the Dodgers are seven and one. The Padres are a mirror of that record. One and seven. Dodgers swept them over the weekend. And do you think they're throwing that meme up there in the dugout? I mean, in the clubhouse? So, Scott, I'm going to explain something to you since you've never played. I never played, so I need to know. Yes. Exactly where I was going. Mm -hmm. There's this thing called baseball gods, and people say, oh, they don't exist. They exist. No. They exist. Kratz, back me up. When you think you've got it figured out and you're the Padres and you throw some stupid thing making fun of a guy that's a first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the best pitchers of all time, and then you get your ass kicked for the next week, (laughs) guess what? The baseball gods are saying you ain't that good. Is that is that from a baseball god, or is that from bulletin board material as no, well? They didn't just play the Dodgers, right? But that's baseball god saying, "Guess what, boys? You ain't that good. You better clean it up." Now the players had nothing to do with that, <laughs> but I guarantee you, there is a player or two in the Padres that have gone to the whoever did it and said that was a bad idea, guys. We should have just let that one go. Padres thought it was funny. The crowd was going crazy. They won a game. They beat Kershaw. The Padres beat the Dodgers in the DS last year, and it was like they won the World Series. The Dodgers went out and basically didn't do a lot this offseason, brought up some of the young guys. The Padres went out and spent a boatload on Machado, Bogarts, all these guys, right? Brought them on, tried to get Judge, tried to get Turner, and they ended up with Bogarts. They, they re-signed Machado. The Dodgers are kicking their ass so far this year. The Dodgers are the same Dodgers with Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Max Muncy, Clayton Kershaw, Tony Gonsolin, Shove. And the Padres are looking up going, we thought we finally figured it out, but guess what? We haven't figured it out. You still are our daddy. So it was funny when it happened, and I'm not on the Dodgers, I'm not on the Padres, but now looking at it backwards, you're like, that wasn't the best idea in the world, Padres. Uh, Man, it it wasn't, but I think we're making it something like – that the players did, I think it may have motivated the Dodgers some, like to kind of back up. But they're not sitting there like with a picture of a crying, a crying Clayton Kershaw emoji in maybe you know, on the bulletin board. Maybe, maybe they are. Maybe. maybe they are. I'm I'm not in their clubhouse, but I think what you said about the whole 
They spent a lot of money. The Dodgers didn't spend a lot of money. The Padres are feeling sheepish right now. The Padres are feeling like, well, you know, we did so much. It was kind of like the younger brother beating the older brother for the first time in a race or in ping pong. And he's like, like they just, oh, just shoving it in their face. And then their younger brother's friends are shoving it in the older brother's face. The older brother's like, okay, let's run it back. And now they're coming back. I don't necessarily believe in the baseball gods in the sense of, because you can't blame somebody that's sitting on the bench going, guy's got a no hitter, but you never say it. So I'm just saying. It's just a coincidence, Kratz. Just happens to be a coincidence that since then, seven and one, one and what's their lead? Seven games? Over the Padres. Over the Three Padres. games over the Diamondbacks. Yeah, but and the Dodgers games. have the most wins in the National League. Ho yes, hum. They have the best record again. Ho hum. 26 and 15. San Diego's three games under. It's so early. I mean, I still think the Padres are good. It's my, not, my whole okay, thing. Okay, so that whole it's early thing. Yes, it is. Work? It's a quarter into the That's season. That's a lot, though. That's a big chunk. It's I know. not like we're 10 games in. But, we're like, but oh, my thing is seven. they're both good. That's my thing. They the are. Padres are underperforming. The Dodgers aren't. The Dodgers are doing what they're supposed to do. They lost Trey Turner. They're missing some other dudes, especially in the rotation, like a Walker Bueller. But they're still a good ball club. They keep pumping out prospects like James Outman. Miguel Vargas looked really good again this past weekend. Mookie's, Mookie is the one, in my mind, who lit up from last weekend more oh, yeah. than anyone. Right? He hit that home run off Hater. Yes. And then it's been, he's been a fire since. The, otherwise, that's a loss, right? Mookie saves the day in that game. They, they had, between the Kershaw meme and he mentioned that he didn't like that sign that said, like, <laughs> you you ain't going vertical instead of horizontal. So, yeah, they, they poked the sleeping bear and Mookie Betts, who definitely is so freaking naturally talented that you don't want to give him anything extra. Fair? Fair. Okay. Fair. That's not baseball gods. Yes, it is. That's more than yes, baseball gods. Nope. That's it's... motivating. So is so is baseball gods when a Rosarena comes around third base and just stands there like this and stops? No. Because we praise that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying that. I'm saying baseball gods are they beat them last year in the DS. They beat them early in the year and the, with the crying meme. The Padres were thinking, we got these guys. We know how to beat them. We've got the formula to beat the Dodgers. That's baseball gods. They're Now the Dodgers are saying, and the baseball gods are saying, hey, listen, you ain't got this figured out. It's like, Kratz, it's like you when you would get hot for a week and you'd be like 10 for 20. You're like, ha. Ah. I ain't never getting out. Ever, ever, ever getting out. You know what you do? You go over 20 the next week, and you're like, no, nah, I can't get a hit ever again. I'll never figure out how to get a hit again. <laughs> because as soon as you think you got this game figured out, it jumps up and it slaps you like I'm about to slap Scott Brown with this whacker. I've, and, had, I've had enough today already. And, <laughs> but what about but, – but what – but you know what? You know what a hitting coach or a best coach has always said? You're never as good as your best streaks. You're never as bad as your worst streaks. So are the Padres, which are they closer to? They're in between. They're, they're, no, they're... you know what I think about what Kratz, I said this a couple times this weekend, uh, the Charlie Manuel phrase, water levels out, all right? Water Cardinals playing better, out. Pirates playing terrible. You're seeing a lot of the teams that are who they thought they were doing what they're supposed to be doing. Red Sox, not as good as we think with the pitching. Like all of when that this weekend water? started when to When does play the White Sox water? No, pitch? their water is accurate right now. Yeah. They're, they're the one team that's they're a roller coaster time bomb. Okay. <laughs> I'm a huge a Red Sox mess. fan right now because I'm looking for the Red Sox to get that hair red, AJ. Yeah. I need it red, red. It's gonna be red, red. We it's like foul Derek, territory red. We gotta get Derek Shelton on. Like this color. We gotta get Derek Shelton on and talk to him. About what? Pirates. What do you want to talk about? They gotta get it going. We gotta yeah, but he's given a roster that's in that's still building. This team's still a year or two away. We're seeing that right now. Probably two. Okay, so on the topic of motivating another team, I think that did occur this past weekend. It's just that the team that he motivated sucks. So Bryce Harper <laughs> played his ass off this weekend, okay? He had the big double late on Friday, homered on Saturday, and he's I, I saw it all. He's, he's pumped to, to his dugout, which everybody does. Then after the homer, he's kind of showing the crowd what's up. And on Sunday, Jake Bird's like, well, we're winning, and we beat your ass 4 nothing in this game. So I get out of the jam in the seventh, 
and I'm going to try and show you guys up. Didn't so, you punch him out too right before? Yeah, let's let's show everyone what we've got from that game. Oh, now we got some trouble going. Uh, Bryce Harper's got to have to be held back. Jake Bird started saying something. Harper's not happy about it. He's pushing Diaz. Watch the elbow. JT's coming over as well. They're telling, yeah, Jake Bird must have said something as he was going off the field. I mean, for somebody that threw more pitches out of the strike zone than in the strike zone, he's fortunate that he was able to get out of it without any problems. And now Diaz is pushing Harper again, and Harper pushes back again. Howie Kendrick has Kyle Schwarber wrapped up. Again, frustrating afternoon for the Phillies. Hitless with runners in scoring position. And got a non-call on an opportunity to, to review a play at second that the second base umpire missed. Now it looks like cooler heads have prevailed, but Harper is still red hot. He is hot. And so is Schwarber. The bullpens will head back. Somebody who looks like he's ready to go to a barbecue came out of the dugout with the, with the Rockies as well. Look at Bird. It's screaming, talking a lot of smack for somebody who didn't throw the ball ball that well. <laughs> so much incredible. First of all, the commentary oh on that whole thing was a comes looks like he's came from a barbecue out of the Rockies dugout, <laughs> right? And then he what does, does that even mean? I don't know. But and then he says <laughs> the, the announcer says we threw more balls and strikes. So what? He threw a scoreless inning. Who gives a crap? How he got it? Well, it's homerism. But then true. But the thing that gets me about this is Bryce Harper comes charging out of the dugout. The catcher's standing there. And he just stops. Like, go get him. <laughs> like, go if you want him. Like, oh, somebody hold me back. Somebody hold me. Oh, you're holding me back. I'm holding up. Like, go ahead, Bryce. Go go get him. He's right there. There was nobody stopping you. The catcher was not going to stop him. If he would have grabbed the chest, you're just gone. Whoop. Beeline right to Bird. You know what he did? Somebody hold me back. Somebody. That's what happens a lot of times. Listen, Bryce, I get it. You're fired up. Your team is where your team is. You, you know, you're standing up for your guys. But, dude, if you want to go get him, go get him. It's Always Jake Bird. Yeah, it's a second-year reliever on the Rockies. They're like, this might be the most action we get all year. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's go. I, I just thought the whole thing was entertaining for the most part. Phillies are playing good ball, too, for the most part. I mean, they had won five in a row. They fell in that game. So, I think for the Rockies, like, where's your excitement? This is right your there. excitement, right? I, what was he doing? I, I actually, I, I think it was it was fun, funny, whatever. I mean, the quote also post game from Harper was was perfect, and this is why I do love Bryce because he will give you something. Oh yeah, in interviews. So he goes, once we got out there, he kind of flew into the dugout and went away, and nobody really saw him after he did what he did. Bryce was saying he disappeared. He did disappear. I mean, you watch it, and he like he gives him Bird gives him one of these like, well, come on and get it, and then but he's like. <laughs> constantly moving and he moves all the way into the dugout and then he was gone so you know this just meant actually I'm leaving so you can come if you want but you're not going to touch me anyway like to me all the all these situations that's what everybody wants to do they just want to they want to like hold me back hold me back I can't handle it Yasiel Puig was like he was the greatest at that like he would get so fired up and do nothing until Somebody was in between them. Then he was like, oh, my gosh, I'm the maddest person of all time. Like, no, just like if you're actually going to do something, Amir Garrett is a G because of what he did. He wasn't like the dudes were chirping. I forget what it was. It was some reliever from the Pirates was chirping. And Garrett was like, <laughs> all right, he gone. And he just went after him. Yeah. <laughs> one versus 12. Yeah, and I actually Garrett. think it was a fair fight, too. Oh, I've only seen one thing even close to that. It was in AAA. It was this guy, Frankie Rodriguez, before your guys' time. He was, he was not a guy you would mess with. And we're playing in Salt Lake, and we're playing Eddie Perez, the guy on ESPN, and the Memphis Redbirds, and he hits a guy, and they're chirping. And he looks in their dugout, and he goes, I'm going to hit every one of y'all. You don't shut up. 
And they're like, ah, next guy. Fook. He looks at him and goes, who's next? And they looked at him. He goes, come on. I'll fight all y'all from the mound. I'll fight you all. Let's go. Nope. They all just were like, nope. They didn't go after him. No, hell no. They didn't do nothing. That's awesome. And I've had this story. I've talked this story about Eddie and Eddie. And he's like, we were, once we figured out, we weren't messing with that dude. <laughs> we know too much about this yeah, guy. Yeah, we didn't mess with him. Hey, another big one from the weekend. The Blue Jays sweep the Braves, the first place Atlanta Braves, who still have the comfiest lead in a division in all of baseball at the moment. But let's go over the Toronto side of things. Shai Davidi from Sportsnet joins us right now. You can follow him at Shai Davidi, S-H-I-D-A-V-I-D-I. Shai, great to see you. And I'm sure a fun weekend for you to enjoy as well. Yeah, great to see you too. And yeah, a great weekend of baseball, some pretty wild games. Chris Bassett absolutely shoves on Friday night, a complete game. The first one for the Blue Jays, well, the first proper uh, complete game for the Blue Jays since 2017. First shutout since 2015. Uh, it was tremendous. Uh, then they follow that up with another strong effort on the Saturday, and then they pull off a walk-off in a really bizarre game yesterday, which was kind of messy for both clubs uh, a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes on both sides of the field but uh, some good execution from the Blue Jays late allows them to pull it out and uh, they kind of needed a series like that to reset themselves a bit they had a bit of a rough go on a on a 10 game or excuse me nine game road trip before that they, they lost four in Boston they dropped two in Philly but swept the Pirates in the middle of it so I think they want to sort of congeal around some of the positive uh, positive traits that they have as a ball team and I think uh, that weekend will certainly help. I want to ask you about Bassett because, yeah, he was awesome. We don't see complete game shutouts too frequently these days, of course. And I want to know the temperature of Jays fans after a performance like that because, in my mind, he's a guy that should be a fan favorite. He says what's on his mind. He's tough. He tries to go deep into ball games, like everything you want from, like, a classic pitcher. And Mets fans mostly loved him. He got off to, like – and you can correct me if I'm wrong here – an okay start because when we had him on our show, some of the comments to – to just his random interview answers were like, oh, pitch better, whatever. And I'm like, really? You're calling out Chris Bassett? Like, he's been really good the last few years, and he just joined your ball club. Like, relax. And then, of course, I just see all of the comments flowing, including me not having a life, seeing some of the same people who are calling him out being like, that's my guy. That's my dude. So what do you think Jays fans think of him? Well, isn't that the world we live in, right? Like, what have you done for me this very second? And that's my opinion of you at this point in time. Look, Chris Bassett has said it himself, right? His first outing with the Blue Jays was a really rough one in St. Louis against the Cardinals. And he gave ends up giving up a career high in runs. I believe um, my memory is failing a little bit, but I believe it was four home runs in the first three innings or something like that. So it was a bit of a rocky start, but he's been nails pretty much uh, every outing since then. And you think about the last couple when he threw seven shutout against Pittsburgh, uh, when the Blue Jays were coming out of that four-game sweep in Boston. And then he comes back against Atlanta, one of the best lineups in baseball, and he delivers a complete game right after the Blue Jays had dropped two straight, including in Philadelphia, including one in which they led one nothing in the ninth and ended up losing in 10. So he's had this real propensity for or ability to not just come up with big outings, but come up with big outings at important times for the club to ensure that losing streaks don't drag on too long. Uh, and I think because of that, he's certainly winning over fans that may have been, uh, I guess, turned off a bit by the first impression. But I just think a lot of that is just the regular emotion. I mean, I don't know how you can look at that guy and what he accomplishes and the way that he pitches and the way he competes uh, and not be a fan of him. Uh, you know, in some ways, I think of him a little bit as a, you know, maybe a bit of an edgier uh, Ross Stripling, uh, which is a guy he was brought in to, to replace. And he, he pitches with that same kind of intellect, but he, he's got a little bit of uh, emotion to him, a fierceness to him. And I think that's really been showing over his early tenure with the Blue Jays. And I think he's someone that is going to, if he hasn't yet, uh, win over whatever skeptics may remain out here in the fan base. Shy. Bassett has been, we discussed him, you have Gosman, you have the other starters. Are they enough for the Blue Jays to win this division with the hot start the Rays got off of, the Yankees are coming in now? Are their five starters enough? Their bullpen's been good. So, again, for me, it goes down to how good is their starting pitching. Is Are their starters good enough? Yeah, I think so. But a lot of that also depends on – uh, is the are the turnarounds for Jose Barrios and Yusei Kikuchi, who had a bit of a rough one o over the weekend, are they going to last? And 
look, I think you look at Jose Barrios's track record and you're like, okay, last year has to be an aberration. This guy is a, a great pitcher. He still has good stuff. And there are a lot of theories on what was going on last year. A lot of, a lot of conversation about, you know, is he in the right lanes? Was, is he using the four seamer too much or the two seamer too much? Or is he not setting up the breaking ball properly? All these different kind of debates. I think to this point, we're seeing some of that stuff abate and he, he has a plan that he can move forward with and execute properly. And uh, he seems to be rolling with it. And if that holds, then this rotation's in really good shape. And, you know, Kikuchi had a bit of a rough one yesterday against the lineup that can be pretty tough against a left-hand pitcher. Uh, even though he still had a lot of strikeouts, he, he's still able to get the swing and miss. He still has that raw power stuff. So that should be strong enough. Now, can you catch the Rays? I mean, they're just so out in front of everybody that unless they have a massive correction, it's going to be tough. And then you factor in the new schedule, you get less head-to-head opportunity. Uh, and, you know, one interesting thing I think we may be seeing playing out, this is a bit bigger picture, but you look at five teams in the American League East above 500 right now, and this may be trouble for the rest of baseball because they don't have as many games to beat up on each other within the division now. And so they're just taking it out on the rest of the league, uh, rest of both leagues. And I, I, it, it really seems like the, the five teams finishing 500 in the division can be sustainable because, again, they just don't have as many games to take away from one another. So I think when you factor that in, they, they, there's a lot of heavy lifting to do for the Blue Jays to catch the Rays. But, you know, the, it's a talented group, and this is a postseason team one way or another. We always talk about on here how water levels out. And how, like, teams come back to who they're supposed to be. I think players come back to who they're supposed to be. Who's, who's going to come back to their, uh, I would say, career form? Kevin Kiermeyer, who's having an absolute resurgence year. Or your starting catcher who's starting to kind of seed some, some games behind the dish to Danny Jansen. Is it Alejandro Kirk? Is he... Kind of is his play down, or is or is Kiermaier playing over his skis right now? Ooh, interesting. I say I, I hate to sit on the fence, but I I think you can see there there's certainly a case for for both. Now, you know, Kiermaier looks uh, about as athletic and as healthy as we've seen him in years, right? Just the way that he's running, the way that he's moving, he's very comfortable in the role that he's in as the number nine hitter. He's finding a way to understand that he doesn't have to do a ton as long as he just finds his way aboard uh, you know the guys at the top of the lineup are going to move him around the bases and allow him to do the things that he can do to be successful so in talking to him he's found maybe a little bit of freedom uh in that role and the the embrace of it and not feeling like he has to create much for for the rest of his team all he has to do is just get a find ways to get aboard uh but again the career numbers say one thing and there should be use some degree of, of regression there uh same thing with, with kirk like he's such a good contact hitter that the the way that he looks at the plate right now just doesn't seem like who he is he, he's a much better hitter than he's shown and maybe part of this is he had a late start to to spring training because uh he was waiting uh for the birth of uh, his first child and that was delayed for a few weeks so he's really been in catch-up mode since you know the early part of march and that can be tough when you're, you know, you've got a catcher, you've, you've got to learn some new pitchers, you've got to adapt to these new rules, a new pace of the game, and getting himself up to speed in that regard. Like it's only been the last few weeks, I'd say, that his throwing has caught up to to where it's been, and that's really important for the Blue Jays, uh, and obviously part of his game that he needed to up uh, in terms of start better being able to control base runners. So I'd expect there to be some progression there. Uh, and maybe what we're seeing right now is just a little bit of that slow start still holding him back a, a touch. Is this, is this an okay season, though, if the, if the Jays just get into the playoffs? Because you, I mean, you alluded to the fact that maybe the Rays have already won the division. But is this an okay season for them? Well, it depends on what they do in the playoffs, right? I mean, the division winners aren't always the teams that win the World Series. But – Look, this is a team that's been to the postseason, uh, it got there in 2020, whatever you want to call it, got there last year, had the disappointment against the Mariners. And they're expecting to do take a step forward. And I think just, just but from a bigger pers- uh, picture perspective, 
you know, the way that seasons go and the rand degree of randomness that exists within them. I mean, you know, you look at the Dodgers last year going out early. I mean, they were by far, you know, the best team, or I guess maybe you can make an argument that Houston was a close second, but I mean, they should not have been bounced that early, but there is randomness in small sample sizes. So I think getting to the postseason, you got to get yourself a chance. And I think if they can get themselves to the postseason and give themselves the best possible opportunity to advance in to some degree, that's all you can ask for. But this is a group that isn't going to be satisfied if it doesn't do significantly more than they did last year, which was a two-game loss to the Mariners in the wildcard round. Shy, we're going to mix in one fan question. It's from two people, but I'm going to combine it for time purposes. So Toasty sure. said, if you have time, can you ask him about Bo and Vlad? Slow out of the box. Just curious how they're handling it. And then Luke said, the bigger question is extending Bo and or Vlad. Time is ticking. So the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, the, the extension conversations are, are fascinating in both regards. And when when Bichette agreed to a, a three-year deal to avoid arbitration and basically cover his remaining arbitration years in the spring, uh, to me, that at least for the time being sort of closed the door on the bigger extension conversation between him and the club, that his future had kind of been secured in the near term or at least to his free agency. And it's it, it felt like both sides kind of said, okay, we'll have the bigger conversation about the extension down the road. Uh, with Guerrero, it's, it's pretty interesting because, you know, he told me a few weeks ago that the club and him had conversations, but he deemed them as, as not being uh, too serious. And with him, I mean, because he's a super two player, his earnings are, are obviously amplified through his arbitration years. I mean, you're looking at possibly paying him uh, you know, another $45 million or so over the next two years of arbitration. He's already at 14 this year. You know, he's got 60 million in the bank. The more closer he gets to free agency and the way that contracts have gone in free agency, I mean, the more or the bigger that that number is going to get. And so a big extension uh, of the type that players of Guerrero's ilk end up signing that's not something that we've seen this franchise do right now. The record commitment to a player is 150 million over six years for George Springer. Uh, Guerrero would almost certainly be doubled that, if not even significantly more than that. Uh, it, it's a big leap forward, but Guerrero is a generational talent. He's someone that you can build uh, marketing uh, franchises identity around. He's got the personality for it. I'd expect that this is something that will come up. Uh, again, uh, at some point in the off season, if not next spring, but the clock's certainly ticking, and it certainly seems like the price tag is going up uh, every month that you wait. Shy, before we let you go, I was looking at your your wall behind you. You got Star Wars, you got a bunch of things back there, Spider Man, but you have a book yep. back there. It says the world is flat. Are you a flat worlder? Conspiracy people that think the world is flat. It is uh, actually an interesting book by Thomas Friedman. It's probably about 15 years old, uh, talking about economics and how the globalization had essentially flattened the earth from an economic perspective and making all different markets and different kind of opportunities reachable for every for everybody in the world. So uh, I am not a flat earther in that sense, in the literal, uh, you know, you're going to float off the uh, the edge of the uh, edge of the ocean into outer space kind of flat earther but uh, from an economic perspective i thought that was an interesting argument made mm -hmm. breaking shy davidi not Kyrie no. irving <laughs> <laughs> great. in many shy. ways yes exactly same shy great to catch up with you man have fun the rest of the week with this jays team they're hot yeah i appreciate it guys good seeing you as well thank you shy davidi from sportsnet and again you can follow him at Shai Davidi, just the name, S-H-I-D-A-V-I-D-I. -I -I. By, by the way, he had the most Canadian accent ever when he was <sighs> talking. It was, again, the way it just, uh, it was like the most Canadian accent. I wanted him to say sorry so bad. <laughs> yes, or sports century. You guys should have told me. You could have jumped in there. Sorry, No, there was a. so much. There was when so he, much I wanted to ask He didn't drop an A, though. No, he no A's, but it's. It was there. It was I used to do he some NHL. It. At work and yeah a few of the analysts i worked with they would try and make sure they didn't do it too often in the I show and i could tell the conscious effort but then when you spoke to them in real life there was so much a eh? he was he was like if you go, ever go to toronto and you talk to someone that's from toronto yeah that was his accent like nailing it no it was well done but it's still it's not in your face it's not boston you've got no, the no, heavy no, boston you, you accent. have to kind of know what the words to listen to yes 
Thank you have you. to be paying attention. Nothing gets past baseball players. We learned that again the other day, right? Ken was saying to Todd, oh, you weren't on. Ken was saying to Todd, like Todd noticed something about Ken's haircut or no his was, shirt, oh, his shirt. His he was shirt. letting the gobbler hang out. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you know what? He goes, if I have like one hair off of that's different on my head or whatever, I go into the clubhouse and I hear it from everybody. So this is your first time doing this. So let's preview some matchups for today. It's time for at last minute game time brought to you by our friends from the game time app, or you can check them out at gametime.co, gametime.co. So nice and simple. Let's pick a matchup and you can see the promo code. If you download the app for 20 bucks off, FT Live, where are you going? Because it's all about last-minute matchups. I actually highlighted three. I want to go last because if one of my games doesn't get covered, I will grab that. But I have three that I'm really into. Kratzy, you got a last-minute game that you want to hit. You go to game time, and where are you going tonight? I'm driving two hours down south to Baltimore. I'm, I'm going to see the Shohei show. Like, anytime you get to see the best in the world at anything – Tiger Woods comes to my local course. I'm going to try to go and check out Tiger Woods. Like, you've got to come in and see Shohei and Trout the last year they'll play together. And absolutely, Camden Yards is it's, – it's an epic stadium too. So you have Grayson Rodriguez, who is one of the top pitching prospects in the sport. You have an Orioles team that's playing great. They have the new – Damn it. I keep forgetting the name. I was explaining it over the Bird weekend. Bath. Bird Bath. Because I, I keep wanting to say Birdland. Bird Bath section where you just get absolutely water park drenched when they <laughs> score runs and especially when they hit homers. So that was one of my candidates. What do you have? Well, I was going to go with the Dodgers because I just like the matchup of the Twins and the Dodgers. And Syndergaard. Uh, Syndergaard's finger. Yeah. Plus, I like Lopez. I think he's. He's good. Mm -hmm. But because of all the hype we've talked about, now I just want to see the Cardinals game. I just want to watch the Cardinals and see what happens. <laughs> who knows what could happen tonight at this game? I mean, there could be a, we could have Flaherty and Contreras doing Bird and Harper. Like, Flaherty this and Contreras charging up. <laughs> Umpires in the way. I don't know. Who knows what could happen in that game? What if he gives up a five spot in the first? Oh, does that he is go theatrical. Up, does he go up to Ali and goes, that's it, dude. He's out. Just From him. the mound, though. He'd be like, hey. Ollie, not taking me out. You're taking him out. Catching change. All, like like Japanese style. In Japan, they used to do that. They used to not take the pitcher out. They would take the catcher out. And it was one of the reasons they never invited too many American catchers over because they'd be like, nope, you were the one that did bad. The catcher did bad. So they, they'd send them out and bring a new catcher in. It's like, man, talk about hanging out to dry. I love that. See, and we covered all three. Those are the three that I circled. And by the way, anyone in the chat, if you've got a game that you'd hit last minute, let us know. Those are my three, though. I'm with you. I mean, I, I can't look away. And if I'm power ranking the three, yes. I'm, I'm hitting St. Louis and Milwaukee first. I mean, both of them coming off sweeps. That whole dramatic situation has to happen. Plus, our guy, fastball or full menu, Freddie, is on the mound. And he's been great. So that's, that's a, one for me. That's I'll a go, big game for both those teams. Yeah, it's a divisional matchup. You don't get as many of those nowadays, so it's perfect last-minute hit. Number two for me is Otani Rodriguez. I mean, Angel's playing decent right now, and Baltimore's playing great, and you got Grayson. And then number three would be Lopez Syndergaard. I feel like there's like a clear-cut top three in my mind. Oh, and see, this was one that stood out for me too. Toasty goes, Kirby and the Mariners heading into Boston after both teams played like crap yesterday. Sign me up. Kirby Masterclass incoming. Agreed. It was strongly considered Seattle money line, but whatever. We'll get to that later. So those are your three. Let's run through what you can do if you get a little help from us using the promo code FTLIVE on the Game Time app. Best spot on the planet for last-minute ticket hookups, and you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, and AJ, you're new to the party here. Let me help you out. 110% of the difference is credited. 110%. You know what that means? Yeah. You're getting money back. Yes. Yeah. So good luck finding a better price as we take you through the app and look at what you're working with tonight. Exclusive flash deals always available too on tickets all across the map from football, basketball, baseball, comedy, theater, concerts, the whole deal. It's all there. They're across 60 cities 
in the U.S. and in Toronto. And even one of my favorites, of course, is if there happens to be event cancellation, you're protected there. You get your full refund within a week. There's there's none of the weird uh, credit BS, like get your damn money back, job loss assurance. It's all there for you as well. And pricing's all in. So what you see there is what you're paying. And of course, you'll get 20 bucks off if you download the app, support the squad here, FT Live for 20 bucks off your first purchase at the Game Time app or on GameTime.co. That's fun. Oh, and the game that we picked on Friday ended up, in my mind, living up to the billing, or at least that's the one I picked. Now, it's not like Yuri Perez pitched, you know, eight shutout innings or something, but for a dude to come in there at 20 years old and all the storylines heading up to it of Sandy Alcantara kind of taking care of him, picking up up from the airport, and then just stuff-wise, this was the big thing. You're always like, how does this stuff play in the bigs? Holy shit. He had, I believe, 16 whiffs, which is among the most we've seen in, in a game this year. He went four and two-thirds, four hits, two earned runs, two walks, seven strikeouts, and ready for my troll line. And here's Christina DiNicola. Uh, covers the Marlins for MLB.com with the max exit velo 99, four Ks on the curve, two on the slider, um, and no, one on the fastball. That's how hard he threw 99. That was his yeah. max velocity, not exit velocity. Yeah. What did I say? Exit? Exit velocity. Oh, I mean max. That's how hard he was just he was, he was sitting 97.5 <clears throat> with the fastball. Yes. He has, in my mind, probably two plus pitches off of the fastball. The changeup is like 92. Same arm action. Whew. Ready for this? I've been waiting to tell you guys this. I'm, I'm adding to my list. There are now 21 aces in Major League <laughs> no. Baseball. No. For, You're such a, a troll, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I knew you guys would like that. Before, okay. you, before you react, I would like to show you the fam watching from home, Yuri Perez, picking up his first punch out. What a punch if you're trying to drive down that street you're fucked it's not <laughs> happening that day like they took over that's freaking awesome though that was it is cool. pretty awesome yeah. they were excited congratulations on a good debut not a great debut here's the thing for me the teams are so protective of these guys four and two-thirds 88 pitches 58 strikes we can't let them finish the fifth inning get <laughs> can't just let them finish the fifth inning Kratzy. learn how, i know there i think there was a couple guys on base but at least figure out at some point he's gonna have to figure out if you're gonna be sandy alcantara and you're gonna be a guy that gives you nine innings and 100 plus pitches every time out you got to learn how to navigate trouble but the teams are like nope you're out we'll bring in a bullpen guy always I had a talk with, uh, where was I this weekend? In Chicago. And Dusty Baker was talking about it. He said, in the minor league, we piggyback. Five, one guy at those five, the other guy at those four. He's like, we don't teach these guys how to throw. We don't teach them how to go deep into games. We don't teach them how to navigate trouble. And he's right because they're, they're like, oh, nope, you're out. First sign of trouble. Well, well let's get, we got 12 guys in the bullpen we can bring in. Let this guy learn. Let, let him learn. The Marlins aren't winning anything this year. Let him learn. Because next year, you get him and Sandy. Pretty good one too. Lazardo's been good this year. Mm -hmm. You got a chance, but not if you got four. Two, oh, you're out, kid. Eighty-eight. Nope. Wait, go. Nope. <laughs> Eighty innings is your max this year. But next year we need you to throw 120 exactly. Like, come on. What are we doing? They don't want him to leave. Also, with you know four or five runs on on his first start. No, I'm with nobody's you. I'm completely gonna, with nobody's you. Nobody's going to remember if he gives up two or four. You're right, and also it's not the World Series, Kratzy, where you know you're going to have a, a quick trigger as you should because life's on the line. This is middle-of-the-road regular season game against the Reds? I, I would – so I would lean towards, like, this is – I can't – I don't have any medical backup to say this, but we have an epidemic of pitchers getting hurt. At some point, we're going to talk about the Rays and their pitchers getting hurt. To me, your starter's out there, and what AJ said about letting him go, let him go. Let him figure out – Okay, now you know what? I got into a jam in the fifth inning, how to get out of it. Maybe he doesn't get out of it, how to try different things. But he learns how to throw like I said is one of the characteristics of an ace because this guy has that kind of stuff. He has that build. He has that like demeanor. He looked like he was 
Stallings was like, this dude's, you know, he's ready to go. He wasn't nervous at all. So you have the makings of that stuff. He's got to learn to pitch. And I think all these injuries come from not necessarily how many pitches guys throw, how long into games, how many innings they go. It comes from, all right, I only need you for an inning. Here we go. Let's go. Let's throw it as hard as we can. It's like saying, I'm going to get a brand new car, but the only thing you can ever do is mash on the brake and mash on the throttle. You might not drive it more than 2,000 miles, but this car is going to be absolutely worn out. Let the guy go out there and let him play through some, some, you know, some muck. Let him, let him hit face guys a third time through the order. They're always going to be better the third time through unless you let a guy do it more than one or two times ever in a season because then he learns, I can save this pitch. I don't need to show the six, seven, eight hitter in this lineup any of my good stuff until there's a runner on base. Now the third time through, I can really rip on that thing. And it's going to be, it's going to save mileage on these guys that, you know, if you're just going out there, oh, I only got four innings, like the Astros minor leaguers. I only got four innings. Here we go. Ten punchies in four innings. Call me up. To me, that's not healthy. I will say this to the Marlins credit. If you show that ability, I think eventually they will let him do what you guys are saying he wasn't allowed to do in his first start. They let Sandy go. Yeah, but what do you have to show? What, when do you the, get to show it? Yeah, you're when? saying what do they have to show winning wise? No, when does he? What does he have to show as to get that to have the ability to keep going? I guess because he had no he, damage and no trouble. I don't know. That never, ever, very rarely ever happens in any. Game. No, you're Even right. Sandy's games. There's guys on base. Okay, so if but, we're, but here's my thing: they're not taught in the minor leagues how to get through anything because they're whoop out. Oh, you only have five innings. You could go five innings, forty-five pitches, like. Well, the other guy's got to finish the last four, so whoop, you're out. And that's dumb. Dude, that is dumb. That's why I think, like, Kratz, to Kratz's point that he just gave us, you see more injuries now because of what he said. Everyone's like, all right, I only have to go five innings. I'm throwing as hard as I can. Whereas I know when I was coming up, they wanted guys to go nine innings. We didn't want to use the bullpen because the bullpen was where guys were like, our bullpen's really not that good. It's like because <laughs> the good guys were the starters. Yeah. And you're like, all right, we have five good starters, and we maybe you maybe have a closer that was pretty good. And then other than that, the bullpen was just guys that were there. And I hate to say that because there's some great dudes that are friends of mine that are that were those guys. <laughs> and you would tell them that. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> yeah. saying, but they never made it either. They were just they were just guys. No, they're they're doing it all. You're all right on this part. If you're if you're an ace, they are doing it all wrong. Like how how often maybe let's say let's say there's 10 starts. That you went five innings and sixty pitches, and you couldn't have picked two extra innings to go in each of those starts. I mean, we're talking about twenty extra innings. Take one start away from him at the end of the year or something like that. Like you can't let a dude go seven. I I agree on this part with the injuries. I think you're causing more problems by yes, not only saying hey, I only have to go this long, but also then if you ever do want to go longer when you're in the big leagues where it's way tougher, you've never done it. It's bad. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm with you. There is, there is you know, a guy. What's funny is the more, the, if you've noticed, since we've put all these limitations on guys, yeah, there's been more injuries. I Correct. feel like now, I don't more know pitching the, injuries. more pitching. I don't know if the, I don't know if the numbers back that up, but I feel like there's many, many, many more injuries now than there ever was, because guys aren't like you said, they're not taught how to go nine, nine innings, nine, eight innings, seven, seven innings. Yeah, they're they're told, hey, give us five, and then we'll get you out. Oh, and, and then guys come off the field, and they're like, oh, I gave you five good innings. And we'd be like, dude, you only got five and dive, dude. What the yeah, hell? Half the damn You only game. go five? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Oh, no, you only I'm threw 80 you. pitches? Dude, give us two more. And look, look what it look what it turned out to a fan base in Toronto, for example, on Friday when Chris Bassett does go. It's like special occasion, but there should be more of it. Uh, one other – well, two other things I wanted to get to before slap hands, but let's do it like a minute each so we don't go – crazy overtime because we have a busy week so i've got you guys hustling including we have this live twitter spaces we're going to do i'll tell you more about it tomorrow but i do want to get to two new york topics because we barely touched both new york teams first off yankees and rays awesome series they've played seven times over the last 10 days six of those seven games one run games comebacks like just just entertaining ball this weekend 
Rizzo bobblehead day, two homers. You had McClanahan up big, and then Judge just bashed him like MVP status back into that game in the middle of the game. Like in, in two innings, all of a sudden they caught up from down six nothing, and uh, and then Sunday went went Tampa Bay's way. So just a, a really fun series. And the one other thing news wise was Drew Rasmussen shoved on Thursday, and they split that series two two two. And then the next day he's got the forearm issue, and I mean I'm not going to play doctor, but often that issue leads to a potential Tommy John situation, which is what just happened to um, Je- uh, Jason or not Jason, Adam, Jeffrey Springs. I was thinking of Jason Adam who closed the game and was freaking out because he thought judge homered on Sunday. But anyway, I just feel like this happens with the Rays more than most teams. Well, they, what, what we talked about earlier in the show, they're the king of give us an inning, give us two innings. We're going to throw the crap out of you. And then when something goes wrong, guess what? We'll find someone else who can do the same thing at a different, so it's it's a it's a it's a it's a weird situation for the Rays, but they just keep pulling dudes in, and they find out what guys can do special, and they highlight that, and then once their time has come or they make too much money, they move on to the next guy and find him. <laughs> but that's not working, Kratzy, in my mind, and you have experience playing there. Are they finding out what they're doing well and then hitting on that too hard? Like, what is causing more of an injury epidemic with their team for pitchers versus others? I mean, you know, you would definitely say the overusage is a thing, but they're not they're not getting guys that are having more appearances than anybody else. I think Fairchild's probably is a Fairchild who's the uh, the closer, the guy that never blinks. Fairbanks. Fairbanks, thank you. <laughs> he he's you know he's one guy that's kind of stayed relatively healthy for that team, but. They just keep running guys out there. Yes, exactly like you said. They have their, you know, hey, this is your honey hole. You're going to stay there. You're just going to throw this pitch. But to me, what I saw playing against them, and then while I was there, it was like as many times as you see guys come come out in the game, you're also warming up that many times because there's so many opportunities that your spot in the lineup is coming up. So if you're using a bullpen day and you don't have a long guy because he only lasts two or three innings, now every time that the three, four, five spot or six, seven, eight spot, wherever your your sweet spot for three guys is coming up, they're having you warm up. And a lot of these guys are guys that they're finding from other places that weren't doing well. Yes, they just picked up Diekman. He's a veteran, but if you're a younger guy that's trying to establish himself, you maybe haven't figured out how to stay healthy in the big leagues and not overextend yourself in your warmups. So some of these guys are doing this, and you know it's it's tough to see. It's tough to see, but there's no there's no answer. It's only theories. And Fairbanks, by the way, as our smart chat pointed out, two TJs before the Rays got him. And he also had the elbow issue that he's, I think, back today. And he had like the thing where he can't feel his fingers or something. Uh, Isn't oh, that yes. him in the cold weather? Like he can't feel his fingers and his toes or some strange thing he has? Yeah. Like circulation? No, uh, he has a, a condition. It's I a thought. condition, yeah. Uh, Trisha Whitaker was talking about it the other day. And and I heard Cash talk about it the other day, too, their skipper. He so pitched somewhere and it was cold. And, they, and yeah. he said, why didn't you use Fairbanks? And he said, well, it's cold. He can't. Feel a split. Because it's like a loses. nerve condition. Yeah, it's yeah. Something that, yeah it's and they're something. like, we don't have to worry about it now for a while, but mm-hmm. then they'll have to revisit it again, obviously, when it gets colder. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of arm issues there. Obviously, they said Shane Boz, Tommy John. There's been a ton of guys. That, like, remember Yanni Torinos was good, and you, a lot of guys. Honeywell, yes, who's resurfaced with the Padres. So, uh, it sucks. I'm just saying that to me, that's the biggest problem with the race is that they're talented, they're good, but they lose so many – this has been going on for years. They lose so much of their pitching staff by the time they get much, to the end of the how year. Many, how many do they lose? Like, 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 to me, I'd love to see the numbers of, like, AJ said earlier, like, oh, well, injuries are, are still – you know, are more – I forget exactly what you said, AJ. I want to see those numbers. What is the actual, like, you know – how many injuries – who has the most pitching injuries? And who – you know, are, are arm injuries down across baseball? Because if they're not, somebody figure it out and do something different than all this like, oh, baby, don't throw them too long. Maybe it's about how much more can you throw. The, uh, theories like Toasty said, arm angle, altering, 
new grips. You know, guys usually go there. That is like the let's switch shit up place, isn't it? For a lot of guys. We, we showed Matt Whistler in that picture of oh. he went there and threw 100% sliders, 99% sliders. He's a starter and he's okay, mm -hmm. kind of bounce around. But then he goes to Tampa and he finds himself because how? They're like, you're just throwing every pitch as a slider. Every pitch. You're throwing and then he, you know, but every pitch is a slider. Worked. It did for a little while. Temporarily. By the way, Raynaud's disease causes some areas of the body, such as fingers and toes, to feel numb and cold in response to cold temperatures or stress. So, I don't know, just a lot going on there, and it sucks for the Rays. That's like the underlying part, though, of their hot start, is they got to keep pitching healthy. That's the thing. They're not buying big-ass pitchers in the offseason. So. And they, they pump out pitching prospects. Just saying. All right, one more thing I want to hit on before slap hands is running the Nats-Mets debacle from the weekend, four plus hour rain delay. And I think it was covered perfectly on the Mets station, SNY with Gary Cohen, Ron Darling, and Keith Hernandez. They were like, screw this. This is ridiculous. They've got job security. You want to talk job security? They're like, we're throwing the league under the bus. So let's run it. And we just got this information that today's game has been suspended and will be part of a split double header tomorrow, which oh. is, that is unprecedented to have the completion of a suspended game, part of a split doubleheader. So after a galling nearly four hours of waiting, including the last half hour where absolutely nothing was happening in terms of trying to get the field ready, that all the work had been done, now they make the decision to play a split doubleheader tomorrow with the resumption of the first game at 12.35 and the second game starting at 4.35. And what I'm assuming is that for the last half hour, that was the communication between the Nationals and the Mets and Major League Baseball to get permission to do this, which as far as I'm concerned, has never been done before that you're giving a piece of a game to the fans as part of a split doubleheader as opposed to playing straight through and making it a single admission. A, a piece of a game has now become a full game right. for the fans that uh, uh, chose choose to attend. I, I've, I've never heard of anything like this ever happening. And, and to wait four hours for these oh. folks, uh, you saw the boos, you saw unhappiness. You can't hear how loud and how unhappy they are yeah. tonight. Absolutely. And for me, to take this long to come to a decision, it's just and make these people wait out here without any clue. I don't know. I'm just, it, it, that's uh, to me is unconscionable. It's really a shameful episode on the part of Major League Baseball to permit this to happen and then to come to this kind of a resolution to charge fans twice tomorrow rather than playing straight through with the completion of suspended game. So that'll do it for us here with the Mets trailing the game one to nothing in the third inning. They'll be batting with runners at second and third and one out in the top of the third when the game resumes tomorrow at 1235, and then the regular game will be played at 435. Yo, give me a ball! <laughs> hey, it was all Mets fans they showed. Give me the a game. <laughs> give me a game. I mean, there was one guy that said some bad words, and then the one guy double-birded the scoreboard. That was pretty awesome. You know how many times this happened where I've, when I was playing? You would know what time the, the game was canceled. We'd be out and gone, and the people are still sitting in the stands. Really? Yeah, because they wouldn't tell the people. Why? Money, Say it. Money, money, money. Because they're buy, selling, buying beer, selling beer, selling concessions. That is so fucked Wrong. Up. But not after four hours. Oh, four hours is ridiculous. And then the thing no. that got me about the four hours, they played a split doubleheader the next day. They didn't even just run one doubleheader. That's crazy Damn. to me. Did they sell so many tickets in advance that they couldn't morph those two games together on a Sunday? Well, it's, that it's is Mets Nats. I know the Mets fans travel well down there, especially right now when the Nats are down. But you can't see two games for the price of one in that situation. Thing is, they had to clear the stadium and get them back in quick, too. Oof! There was nothing pretty about that. I don't That's get garbage. it. You said it. The, the, the Keith Hernandez, Ron Darling, Gary Cohen, they, they were Roasted him. Like, oh, which good for them. I mean, they just Well, because they have to sit through it too. And also, oh, there's nothing worse. No, as a broadcaster, but then also, like, I, I genuinely feel the pain, not only for fans, but for the game. And here's why. Let's say you're from another country and you're visiting DC with the fam, going to check out all the sites, right? Hey, Mets, Nats, 
oh, we like the Mets. We want to see Pete Alonzo or something like that. Never been to a baseball game. Hey, fam, want to go to the Mets-Nats game? And you sit through that shit, you're like, well, that's terrible. You might lose them. If they've never been to a game and that's their experience, that's the long-term thinking that does not exist. And what happens sometimes, there was one debacle in the playoffs last year at Yankee Stadium, and it stood out to me a ton because I have a friend who went, took his, his two nephews, and, and spent big money on it. And he's a casual baseball fan. And he was like, that was the worst game, sports, whatever experience of my life. He's like, we're sitting there for hours. There's no communication. And it was the same thing. Hours later, they call it. And it's just like, what are we doing? I mean, forget the retractable roof BS that exists with half the teams. You can afford it. But then the communication, the way it's handled, and I know it's unpredictable. I've been around the league and on the field and all that and seeing what's going on. But sometimes you got to just go, all right, let's put a timer on this shit. You can't make fans sit in their seats for four plus hours in May. Preach. I what? Agree. Like Preach. what? Preach. You want a fan to show up to a game like an hour before, taking some BP, some food. Let's say it's two and a half. Now you're at four. So like eight hour experience at the ballpark, let alone how you go there and, and go back. Like who's doing that with their kids? Not me. Stop. I'm leaving. It's it's too much. You're better than that. Figure it Are out. They, and it's Mets Nats. Are they though? They No, they're not. You play each other like 10 more times probably. Figure it the fuck out. That's too much. And then, yeah, the icing on the cake the next day. Like, we love you so much that you got to pay twice to see the Nats. <laughs> Finish a game. Nats won that game, by the way. No, Nats won the first one. That's what I'm saying. The game, the finish game. Yeah, Nats won the first one. And then they got the smashed smashed. In the second game. Yeah, so just be better. And and props to broadcast to tell it like it is, which definitely is is the Mets broadcast. Well, they were mad because they had to sit there for four hours, too. Right. It's, one good, it's the just, one advantage that broadcasters have, though, they can go down to the clubhouse and hang around. Yeah, I mean, they hey. get a little more info than we were just told this. They had a little more info than. But they can't leave like you. They can't be at home going, <laughs> I'm AJ. <laughs> I'm already home. They're making oh, that, a lot more concessions. Trust me, those texts fly when there's a rain delay. Like when I'm doing a game on Saturday and the other crew is doing a game and one of us is in a rain delay, those texts start flying. Ha ah, ha, you're in a rain delay. Oh, and then I hope you go extra innings. Mm-hmm. Because as a broadcaster, you just want the game, you know, clean. Yep, I agree. All right, let's slap hands. A couple things that I want to point out here. First off, I want to throw it to Kratz Hats. And sometimes we'll do a minor league shout out here. Good story for you. Riley Pint, fourth overall pick 2016. I remember when he was called. Retired briefly in 2021. Control problems, had some injuries back in 22, and now called up by the Colorado Rockies. Way to stick with it. Incredible. Incredible. I mean, there's there's so much to be, you know, to be uncovered with Riley's career in the sense of, like, he should make it. He should make it. And now he made it, and that's, like, it's, a, it's an accomplishment. It's a crazy accomplishment for, for him. Congratulations, Riley. Kratzats, what do you got? Ooh. Going to go big league throwback because it's Milwaukee day for me. I'm tailing your pick with Milwaukee because the Cardinals with uh, Wilson Contreras as their starting catcher has lost 10 straight series openers, so why not make today even more? So I went Milwaukee's throwback, the Milwaukee Bears. Eric Dames hit like 600 homers in this uniform. That is some old school threads right there. I like it. Looks like Babe Ruth today. Uh, I got one more, okay? Um, do you hear James Outman from the weekend? I uh, saw so he did some Twitter stuff. Style territory. Did some Twitter stuff. Should we I try saw. it out? Yeah. All right. James Outman said this. I don't know what's better, his game or his hair. conditioned it today too hey thanks cody foul territory tv so it's a meme and it's a blonde bearded guy saying thank you for changing my life and then it's a picture of me and underneath says i'm literally james outman 
I am literally James Alvin. That's me. Electric Man <laughs> 7 says, we are witnessing a superstar in the making with our own eyes right now. Outman is the future of the Dodgers. Hey, that's a, that's a mighty fine compliment. That was just organic, by the way. We didn't like use our contacts to be like, Psh, Dodgers, like give this to James Outman. That's just beauty on Twitter. Right. So appreciate Twitter. you. I'm a huge Twitter guy now. Huge I know. Twitter. You are. AJ posts like <sighs> random food that's not even that attractive. And all of a sudden it, it blows up on Twitter. So you're just that cool. AJ will post like a, like an okay looking sandwich. And it was pretty good tasting. I'm sure it was. I'm just it's saying. It's hard to get a good picture of a sandwich. You've also got a good thing going. Like you're showing the food at the ballpark. And it's been done before, but you're doing it better, I will say. I don't but know see, why. The problem but is you're now doing I repeat better. this weekend in Atlanta and I was just there two weeks ago. So now it's like, what do I get that I haven't had there? Or do you race the freeze? I can't race the freeze in between innings. The, if you actually called up Fox and said, can I race the freeze? Give me half inning off. Whoever you're on with can obviously carry it. Benetti, Amin, whoever's calling the game. Who says no? Fox. AJ. Really? <laughs> me, well, me. I was going to say, you say no. I don't think Can I Fox get a scooter? Says. Maybe. You could try. It's a long way to run. I mean, the Braves would be down to probably be creative with you. Just saying, if you want to do something different, either that or stand in the box for a Spencer Strider bullpen session. Ooh, I wonder if he's pitching. Like, mm -hmm. He pitched last time I was there. Right. I mean, I don't. Uh, we'll line it up, but I like your chances. I feel like the stars are going to align, and he's going to be. Uh, he's going to have a bullpen that day. Ooh. And lastly, right now, podcast, YouTube, the whole deal, the entire week from the inside. Ken Rosenthal with Fair Territory. Every Monday, it's there for you. It's released. All the good stuff. Some of what we talked about from the insider perspective. Ken bouncing around the league talking to officials. One thing we didn't get to that you should definitely check out, Christian Walker getting tossed. And some people are like, for nothing? Mm, Ken actually has a good story to it. So check that out. Touches on Contreras, Dodgers Padres, all of that with Ken. Nice little tidy 30-ish minutes for you. Fair territory. How come he's fair and we're foul? It makes a lot of sense. I shouldn't even have to answer that. Please play the music. That, that's that's the biggest layup question ever. How is Ken fair and we're foul territory? Yeah. Why aren't we fair territory? And Ken's foul territory. No. Please play the music. I'll that's... explain it to you tomorrow, AJ. Okay, thank you. Or if you've ever watched more than 10 minutes of this show and you had to decide which one's foul territory and which one's fair territory, we're I don't fair. think it's that We're, we're that fair difficult. on the show. Fairly foul. <laughs> <laughs> See you Tuesday. We have some big-ass guests this week, so we'll talk more about it tomorrow. 1 to 3 Eastern or 317, but who's counting? We'll talk See about the crowd as long as Scott <laughs> didn't forget his mic again. <laughs> Foul territory fans, listen up. Our friends at BetMGM are running an MLB Bet $10, get $100 instantly promo with the bonus code SPICYMLB. Here's how it works. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your newly created account. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Place a pregame money line wager of at least $10 on any MLB team to win at standard odds price, and you will receive $100 in bonus bets instantly. If you sign up in Massachusetts or Ohio, you receive $200 in bonus bets. Use the bonus code SPICYMLB.